What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 47 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we are bringing sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. Coming at you live on Facebook, as always. Um, please share this broadcast with your friends and fam. Spam the emojis if there's anybody, anybody in the chat. Doesn't look like there is, so I'm going to be having fun by myself, but that's totally fine uh, because I love this. Um, Coming out you live on Facebook, but don't forget, you can follow us on anchor.fm. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just go search for Abstract Sports. You'll find us there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Just look for at Abstract Sports, and uh, you can keep up with all of our, our, our updates and our blog posts. Um, I've been re- very active on there lately, and I'll get, a little, I'll get into that stuff a little bit more here in just a minute. So without further ado... Let's just get this thing going. So to kick things off today, I'm actually going to recap some bowling tournament things. Uh, I don't think I, I, I may have mentioned this in the podcast before. I may not have because I was so stoked about playoff basketball but i'm just going to go ahead and talk about it now so i signed up and participated in the idaho state bowling tournament in pocatello idaho over the weekend we bowled teams on saturday and we bowled doubles and singles on sunday so pocatello is like a 45 minute drive from idaho falls so i made the trip down there with a bunch of friends we carpooled and had a good old time so for teams Basically what you do for state, you have four people on a team, you bowl three games, and it's a handicap tournament, so it takes into account your handicap. So say my my average is 164 for this tournament, and I got like 40 handicap pins. So if I were to bowl my average at 164, my score would actually end up being 204. Um, and just to like, I'm not even going to beat around the bush, I'm just going to talk about it right now. So for state team numbers i bowled a 151 143 and a 126 not very good didn't i didn't even hit my average but even though it was state bowling i still did not find myself being totally upset in the in the city tournament i bowled us an under 100 game which is really bad and i was really mad at myself because i know i'm better than that and so I think because of that past experience, bowling a 151, 43, and a 26, I I felt better than I did at City. That's for dang sure. But because of those numbers and, you know, my, my team bowled okay, but because of my numbers, just in general, that kind of paints a picture of we're not going to win any money there. You never know, though. There there could be a lot of teams that just bowled poorly on that day, um, which kind of makes you think, like, you know, I bowled like every Friday – when bowling season's season is around and sometimes more than that. So it's like when state or city tournaments come around, you have to just go out there and execute and bowl like you know how to bowl. But the thing about it though, when you bowl in a big tournament like that, they oil the lanes a little bit differently. Usually there's just a lot more oil. It's like tournament grade oil. So your ball slips around a lot more. So you have to adjust to that. And it's a lot different from normal league bowling. Um, and then you have to think about like when you're bowling doubles and singles, you bowl three games and there's not even a break in between. You bowl three more games. And so you could imagine that the lanes 
with the oil on them gets the oil gets pushed around a lot the lanes start to dry out and your ball reacts a lot more it's almost like throwing your ball on a more dry surface so it catches has a lot more traction and it cuts across the lane and messes with your your ball placement like for singles i bowled so bad i i the last game i wasn't even hitting the pocket anymore because my ball was cutting so far across the lane and i just couldn't figure it out so it was a difficult very difficult time <laughs> So the cool thing, though, is you have the consolation prize of being able to put your money in some brackets and maybe win something based on how good you bowl. And so I put, uh, I think, $10 into brackets on Saturday for teams, and I bowled so poorly my first game that I was eliminated from all all five of my brackets that I was in. Um, but at the end of it, my friend Mike ended up winning the bowling ball that they had on raffle, so that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty happy for him. And then for doubles and singles, I put in for uh, $10 on doubles, $10 on singles, so $20 total. And I bowled, let's see, let me check my scores here. For doubles, I bowled a 191, a 166, and a 138. So significantly better than the day before. Maybe it's because I knew how the lanes were going to react and I was more comfortable there. Um, cause I never bowled in Pocatello in my life. And I feel like that has a lot to do with you finding your mark in a bowling alley. Cause you have all this peripheral distraction going on. Like, um, at Bolero where we bowl in Idaho falls, it's just 24 lanes. There's no dividers, just a big open area, kind of like a warehouse. Um, but in Pocatello, there's this divider in between the lanes. There's 24 lanes. So it's just as big as Bolero but they have this big divider in the middle. So it kind of makes it feel like more of an intimate space and you don't have so many distractions on the outside. Uh, but that, so, I mean, that's, there's so many different factors that go into it because it's a lot of muscle memory. So you have to be really, really focused. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that for you. So then I bowled singles and this is when the lanes really started to dry out. And I actually have poop emojis next to two of my scores. I bowled a 132, a 167, and a 106. So the 106 was cutting it really close <laughs> to the 100 mark, obviously. Um, but I had pretty much checked out. My arm was killing me. My knees were killing me. Um, kind of an old man. <laughs> Not really. But when you bowl nine games over the span of two days, your body takes a toll. Um, and uh, that toll was me not winning, really. But... The good news is that in doubles, I won $22 back um, on the brackets. I think I won two brackets, and then I won like a second place in one, so I got $22, something like that anyway. <laughs> no, I think what it was is I took second in three brackets, and I won one other bracket. So I walked away with 22 bucks after putting 20 Well, so I put 30 in total on the weekend. I came out with... 22 so i lost eight dollars so all in all i mean with so how many people are bowling in a given day that's a pretty good time for me i had a lot of fun with it my my friends seemed to have a lot of fun with it and it was nice it was it was only in pocatello so it was really easy for us all to go i think next year the tournament is in meridian and uh we'll kind of see what happens when we get there but i tentatively i am planning on going because i had a lot of fun and Gives you a chance to travel to a different place and, and throw a ball down a lane. So um, I'll probably give that a shot. But let's move on to a, a short segment about a certain sport that is kind of on the way, but kind of not. Let's see what it is. 
It's football, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL draft is tomorrow. I know a lot of people are pretty stoked about that. My brother typically takes draft day off so that he can just sit around and watch the draft. (laughs) Uh, This year he didn't. I think he kind of forgot. But the order is has got a lot of players worried going on who are going to go in the first round. For example, you have the Cleveland Browns picking number one team who went 0-16. They're kind of like the curse of the NFL. They've had hope in the past with RG3 going there, Johnny Manziel going there, and all those situations just just didn't turn out well. (coughs) Obviously, RG3 didn't start there, but he ended up there and he didn't do well. Um, they do have Tyrod Taylor right now, so there's a chance they may not actually take a quarterback, but according to NFL.com, their top needs are quarterback, cornerback, uh, tackle, safety, and a receiver. So who knows? Then you have the New York Giants who went three and 13 last year. They're looking for a quarterback because I guess the Eli Manning situation last year where they sat him out for a game because he wasn't playing well, put somebody else in, which was stupid. I don't understand that. Um, So they're saying maybe a quarterback. I mean, they probably lost a lot of trust with Eli Manning. Maybe he goes somewhere else. But then you have the New York Jets via the Colts. The Colts traded that spot to them. Then the Cleveland Browns pick fourth again. So they have a chance to pick up four, two of their uh, top, you know, two of their their biggest needs right there within three picks of another um, one and four. Then you have the Denver Broncos, Colts, Bucks, Chicago bears, Niners, Raiders. And I'm not going to really go much further than that. Um, but I'm not too stoked about the NFL draft. I mean, I like football and I watch it on Sundays. Honestly, while I watch football, I usually work on my websites and stuff like that. I just kind of, I keep it in the back of my head because I play fantasy football, but I'm not a huge football fan. I'm mostly basketball, and I'm sure most of you know that already. But the draft is very exciting for people. It's a chance for players who have uh, worked their entire lives to make it to that moment, have their name called, and and go and try to make a name for themselves at the biggest level in their sport. And who doesn't want that for somebody, you know? There's a lot of uh, smack talk going on about Baker Mayfield and how he's a a hot head and how he's not going to succeed in the NFL because he's small. He can't see over the line of scrimmage, but I, I, I get the, I get the critique. I mean, you kind of have to critique to try to do a mock draft and think about where he's going to go. Cause you, you, people love trying to guess that, but all in all, you know, the kid's going to get drafted and it's up to him to make a name for himself. I mean, you look at quarterbacks like, um, like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, who were also small for that position, but they have found a way to be successful in the NFL. Um, And Drew Brees, not even like a running quarterback like Russell Wilson, and he's still able to see over the line and obviously make pinpoint accurate passes. So a guy like Baker Mayfield, he can really turn around a franchise. Um, I do see some comparisons to Johnny Manziel, but I think when he gets to the NFL, it'll kind of give him a reality check and kind of uh, tune him down a little bit. But we'll just have to see what happens there. I don't know really anything about the the other players who are coming in. And uh, this whole discussion right here is another reason why I kind of want to just do a basketball show at one point. Because I can talk about basketball all day. I can find different topics to talk about within that. And, uh, And I know the players well enough in the NBA that I can talk about each team 
and uh, make each one an episode if I really wanted to. So um, more on that in a little bit. But that's all I've got for the NFL with with some time-sensitive things going on at the moment. Let's, let's pull up some NBA stuff, okay? Let me pull up some NBA stuff. Had to hit you with the transition, though, first. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, get out of here, NFL. I don't want you anymore. So we've got Pacers taking on the Cavs in Cleveland. Uh, this series, let me actually pull up the bracket. I have the bracket again. This is an updated one here. Uh, the series is tied. They have split the games um, on their home and away court. So they went Pacers, Cavs, Pacers, Cavs. And now they're back in Cleveland um, for game five. Cavs are up 91-86 with about six minutes to go. Um, man, it's looking like anybody's game at this point. Five points, six points is not very many. Uh, looks like LeBron James just made a free throw, so it's 92-86. Um, let's look at the other game. We've got Wizards-Raptors. This one's coming down to the wire, but it's it's definitely a Raptor ball game. Score 106-93 to over the Wizards with about 24 seconds to go. Might as well call that one now. Uh, just trying to play automatic video on me, but I won't let it. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you look at that series up in the top right corner of your graphic there, we got the Raptors who took their two home games. Wizards took their two home games, and now the Raptors are about to take their third home game of the series. And uh, the next game will be in Washington, D.C. for game six in a couple days, I think. A few days. So this is a series that I did not expect to go this far. You know, I would have expected the Pelicans and the Trailblazers series to go further than that, but as we know, the Pelicans have advanced already. So um, those those are the games that are going on right now. Cavs are fighting for that third win on their home court. If they don't get this, they face elimination in Indianapolis uh, or I guess Indiana. I'm assuming it's in Indianapolis. I don't remember where it's at. <laughs> so crazy stuff going on right now. Cavs face elimination in the first round. What is this? Um, as I said in the previous podcast, I do have the Cavs getting eliminated in the second round. LeBron just can't can't force two series by himself. And when the further you get into the into the playoffs, the more difficult it gets. Obviously, um, the Raptors game is just about over. Ten seconds to go. They're shooting some foul shots. They're up 107-96. So that one's in the bag. Raptors will go up 3-2 and can expect a game in Washington, D.C. in a couple days. Um, Let's bring up the graphic again and look at the other games that are going on. Oh, crap. I don't want to do that. Here we go. So Philadelphia has defeated Miami uh, to go on to the second round. There's a lot of speculation on whether Dwayne Wade is going to come back for another season. And in in a post-game conference, Eric Spolstra didn't really want to talk about it because he he's like, you're going to make me emotional right now. I don't even want to think about it um, because he came back to this team. The team welcomed him back with open arms, knowing that it was his franchise. Um, and so the fans obviously loved to have him back. And if, if it wasn't for him, they may not have made it to the playoffs like they did um, on that, that end stretch of the season. So uh, good good for Dwayne Wade. I'd love to see him come back. I mean, his his team is still fighting for playoff spots, so why not come back and try to uh, make something happen there? But you never know. The guy's body just may not be letting him do it anymore. We'll have to see what happens. Um, what is this? What What is that? Oh, okay. 
So let's pull up the bracket again. We'll go down to the bottom right-hand corner. you got Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they don't play tonight, but Boston just took the series lead last night, 3-2. to two. Next game will be in Milwaukee. Uh, this is a series that I, I have the Celtics getting eliminated in the first round just because they don't have Kyrie Irving. They don't have uh, Gordon Hayward, but then again, we don't know what that team looked like with him. Uh, looking forward to next season for that, though. I think the Bucks are going to take game six, and I think they're going to take game seven. I just think that their young core has the energy to carry that series through. The Celtics, I, I mean, they're playing good basketball, obviously, but I just have a feeling the Bucks are going to come out on top there. So it would be Bucks 76ers if I had everything the way I wanted it. But let's move on over to the Western Conference now. A couple of games going on in the Western Conference tonight. Houston leads Minnesota in the series 3-1, to one, and they play them starting at 7.30 Mountain Time. That game's just about to tip off. Uh, that game is in Houston as well. So if they get that win tonight, they're going to advance to the second round, and they could be playing the Utah Jazz, depending on how that game goes tonight. Utah is in OKC. That game also tips off at 7.30. That's going to be the one that I watch as soon as I'm done here. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to have two tabs open, honestly, just watching both of those games, working on stuff here at the office. But um, really looking forward to that. I think the Jazz are going to take that series with a 3-1 lead. They're going to demoralize them early in Game 5 and take that series, go on to play the Houston Rockets. And now let's just look at the bottom quadrant, bottom left quadrant of this bracket here while I have you. we can. We all know this already. The Pelicans, if you've been following their social media at all, I follow them on Twitter and, and Instagram and all kinds of stuff, and they're just trolling everybody because they've been sitting there for like what seems like a week now. Like they, they were the only team to sweep anybody, and all these other games are just kind of drawing the series out. Um, even though, granted, it is for a couple of series, it's only one game extra, but the Pelicans have been sitting there for a while. <laughs> So they defeated the Trailblazers in four games, which is very unexpected. I blame that on the fact that the West is so dead even, you know, between the number three spot all the way down to the eight, even the nine and ten seed was close. Uh, So the fact the six seed beat a three seed there, I'm not too shocked by it because all those teams were very close in in stature given their their regular season record. So they're going to go on to play none other than the Golden State Warriors. So Warriors beat the Spurs in five games. They managed to give up one in San Antonio, finished it off at home. So they'll go on to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Rumor has it that Steph Curry might be out for a couple of games in that series, potentially. Uh, But I I think the Pelicans might get one or two wins out of them. And I've told my friend Jacob this before uh, the show. I think that they'll get one or two wins, maybe one one away, one, one at home. Um, or maybe both at home, I don't know. But the Warriors are going to finish it off in five or six games. Uh, That's my opinion. So we'll just kind of have to see what happens there. If everything goes as I'm thinking it's going to go, it'll be Warriors and Rockets after the Rockets defeat the Thunder. Then it'll be Rockets moving on to the championship. Then you have, uh, I'm thinking, I've already mentioned this before, but I'm just like spitballing at this point. I'm I'm just talking, man. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I have the Raptors going on to finally beat the Wizards. I don't know why it's going to take so many games, but it is. And then they're going to play the Cavs and whoop them like bad. Five or six games they are going to go on to the Eastern Conference Finals to play the Philadelphia 76ers, who's going to whoop 
the Bucks big time. So you're going to have Rockets, Raptors, number one in the West, number one in the East. That's not why I picked those teams. That's just kind of how my brain did it. So <laughs> so that's that's where we're at with the NBA playoffs right now. But there are some other stories kind of swirling around in, in, the, in the interweb sphere. Uh, one of those being that Kawhi Leonard uh, maybe uh, wants to get traded. I've seen rumors that Stephen A thinks, I mean, I, I say Stephen A, I, I reference him a little bit and probably too much, but um, he says that the Lakers should maybe think about trading Lonzo Ball for Kawhi Leonard. And I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you got to let, you got to see his second year through to see how he can develop his career. Um, obviously Kawhi Leonard would be, bring a boost to any franchise who wants to welcome him in. So, who would the Lakers give up in that situation? That is a very tough call where they've got Brandon Ingram. They've got Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, a bunch of young guys. And this has been their problem though. They have a lot of young guys, but no veteran talent to kind of carry them through. At one point they had, I mean, they have Isaiah Thomas, but he was injured for a good chunk of the season. He's probably not going to be there next year. Uh, They had Lou Williams last year, which was really nice, but he went on to probably be the sixth man of the year this year uh, for the – oh, geez, who was he? who does he play for? Lou Williams. How do I not know this? I thought it was a sixer. Oh, Clippers, that's right. I knew it was red, white, and blue, but <laughs> just couldn't get there. So, yeah. The Lakers, I don't I don't think they should try to get Kawhi Leonard. If they are going to get anybody, they gotta, they've got to get some super-duper stars. Like maybe they get, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a superstar though. That's, it's such a big mess because the Lakers have too many good parts. They, they would be losing if they got, if they tried to go after him. So I'm just going to kind of sit on that one for a little bit. I don't want to give a straight up answer. I I want my Lakers to do the right thing and I'm sure they're being patient for that same reason. So we'll just kind of have to figure, see what happens later on. Uh, speaking of players who are injured and certain stories in the playoffs, playoffs, obviously the, the Pelicans are without DeMarcus cousins kind of makes you wonder what that team could be like if they had him, uh, maybe he causes a problem with how fast they play. And I think he does because the two big guys on the court at one time really slows the pace down, but they're doing well without him, obviously. So, um, be interesting to see him next year, see how far they can go, if they can keep both him and Anthony Davis healthy. Uh, other injuries you've got, uh, uh, obviously, G- Joel Embiid, who had the fractured orbital bone in his face. He's been wearing the mask for the last couple games. Um, he clearly showed out for his uh, his debut series with the 76ers, did well, and advanced the team to their first, second round in a long time since, like, 85 or something crazy like that. I don't remember what it was, but it's been a while. Uh, by the way, the Raptors end up beating the Wizards 108-98. Go on to game six in... Uh, yeah, game six will be in Washington, D.C. Cavs are up 95-89 with 3.33 to go. It's a very even fourth quarter. So uh, we'll see if the Cavs can hold on to this one and maybe go for elimination in Indiana. Oh boy, that's a that's coming down to the wire, making some Cavs fans nervous, or should I say LeBron fans? I don't know. 
<laughs> so, I mean, the last, I'm not going to lie, the last few episodes have been kind of blah. I mean, maybe it is because there's so much basketball going on. Uh, maybe it's because I'm not providing enough variety in basketball content. It's all just playoffs. But, I mean, there's there's some teams that I, I'm really excited for next season. I mean, I, I know that's a long ways down the road. I mean, think about October. October, where are we at? April, that's like a six months down the road. But playoffs go for another two months or a month month and a few days. Um, but I'm excited to see how the Celtics turn out when they get Kyrie back healthy. Same with Gordon Hayward. Um, then you have the Pelicans with DeMarcus and Anthony Davis. A lot of exciting things going on in the NBA, and it's sort of like a transitional period because everybody knows that LeBron is sort of on the downward slope of his career. Um, I think this is like, I don't know what number of years, how many years he's been in, but he's been in for a long time and his body at his size and the type of athleticism that he brings to the table, um, I think is really starting to hurt him. And when it comes time in the off season for him to try and recover and keep his body healthy and tuned, it's getting more and more difficult. So we're sort of in a transitional period where you have, a lot of young players in the league that are kind of guiding their franchises down these paths. Um, I think the Rockets and the Raptors are kind of like spearheading the next legendary movement in the NBA of this, like that generation of players that are like post Kobe, uh, mid LeBron generation. Um, gives you an idea of what the future of the NBA can look like. Um, just two very explosive offenses not you know pretty young teams and still room to grow which is scary to think about but maybe that means that the Cavs and the Warriors kind of fall to the wayside and you have these other teams that are showing up for their for their cities and we have some different faces in the finals which I think is good for basketball the more variety the better and that's that goes for a lot of different things the more diversity the better so I do have them two teams going on to the championship We'll have to see what goes down there. But um, I think that pretty much does it for this episode. I did get some awesome feedback from my boy Clay on YouTube. He did leave some comments, and I I appreciate that, man. Uh, If you were here for the last episode, I definitely called him out during the show. I was like, Clay, Clay, I need your help. And he he rose to the occasion. So I was asking him what kind of format he thinks I should do if I'm going to do an all-basketball show and kind of given my branding issue that I've been dealing with. So he suggested probably doing it on Twitch because where it is all basketball, Twitch is a new, a different platform, kind of gives me a chance to experiment in a different realm. And then I can still use this show as a way to talk about the content from that show, but also football, baseball, hockey, and whatever, whatever other sports I develop a storyline for. Um, so maybe, maybe the pot, this podcast turns into less of a regular thing and the other one becomes more regular and this is just kind of like a, hey, there's some stuff to talk about. Let's do it. And I'll put up a YouTube video for it and I'll share it with you guys. So um, that would make it easier for me as a content creator because, man, doing all the sports and all the things takes up so much time. Um, and speaking of that, I I have been putting together a lot of pages. I think I mentioned this in the last couple of shows as well. But I've been working on the NFL pages. I'm working on getting their schedules up soon. I mean, you can find them somewhere else, but my schedule is going to be way more cool 
way more interactive and easy for you to find the scores you're looking for for different teams um, and also find the important information about different teams like how many championships have they won in their history and when were they. Uh, it would be a quick view of that. Uh, and then you also have like, you know, week like week seven, who won that game and what was the score. So I'm going to have a, a cool little interactive element for you to find that information. But not only that, but I've been making a lot of improvements to the NBA 2K League pages. Been getting a lot of traffic on Google. Like we're talking like organic Google search traffic. So basically people from the cities where these NBA 2K League teams are, they've been searching for Jazz Gaming and Magic Gaming and Knicks Gaming and you know whatever the name of their team is. And I've been showing up on page one of their search results. So they're finding the website getting some good information about those teams if it's not the players themselves anyway and uh and just taking in information. So I'm also creating even more value to those pages than before. Uh for example, the number one pick uh Dat Boy Dimes, that's his that's his uh handle slash player name for the league. Um he was the number one overall pick for Mavs gaming and he did a live stream with Team Coco. I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Conan O'Brien's segment called Clueless Gamer, where I think a few years ago he had Marshawn Lynch play against Gronkowski in a game of Mortal Kombat. One of the coolest clips you'll ever see because um, two guys who are supposed to go against each other in the Super Bowl and they end up playing each other in Mortal Kombat. And it is the most funny thing ever because they start to become like best friends. Like, oh, wait, you're from Buffalo? Oh, no way, man. I know people over there. (laughs) And they start shooting the shit uh, just when they're supposed to be destroying each other in this game. And anyways, that same group of people did a show uh, with the number one pick uh, in the NBA 2K League draft. And it was kind of cool because he was doing a Q&A with the people who were in the chat and I happened to be in there. And it was a really, there was no, not really that many people there. I mean, the chat was moving really slow. So I put a question in there and I was like, Dimes. What do you think is the biggest challenge in getting to the first NBA 2K League championship? And he said, honestly, just being ourselves, uh, getting to know one another and building team chemistry, uh, going out there and performing and leaving it all out there. That's pretty much what he said. It's kind of cliche, but it's so true. I mean, these are guys who uh, they may know each other from the, the 2K NBA 2K community, but they don't know each other personally very well. And so when they're having to come together and get to know each other for the first time, find out each other's tendencies, uh, play to each other's strengths and weaknesses, it's not until then that they're going to be able to uh, you know, really succeed in the NBA 2K League. Uh, Darren just gave it a thumbs up in the chat. Shout out, Darren. Thank you for that. Um, and so I put together, after watching and listening to that interview, I put together a quick little article that sort of summarized that and uh, – kind of gave a glimpse into what his personality was like because I feel like people want to know that about these players. Um, It's like in the NBA, you you can look at all of them as personalities and and some of their off-court, off-the-court shenanigans, and it gives you an idea of what that person's like. It makes them extremely relatable. Uh, And as if them playing video games for the NBA 2K League isn't relatable enough, you're able to get to know these people and find out that they're even more like you than you would think. So... I put together a quick article, put it up on the Mavs gaming page. So now people who go to the Mavs gaming page can open the news tab and click the links in there to see, to read things about the team as the year goes on. And 
I'll be keeping them really short and sweet so people can just take a bite of it and get back to watching the stream. So, um, other big news is that the NBA 2K League uh, made a partnership with Twitch to broadcast all 100 or up to 199 games on the platform throughout the season. So it's free to view for everybody. They're also making interactive overlays for fan engagement. I'm not entirely sure what that looks like, but apparently they've done it for League of Legends and Overwatch. So um, a lot of stuff going into it. It's They're considering Twitch to be a founding partner of the NBA 2K League because they're uh, giving it an identity on their first platform for viewership, which is what's going to make or break this league. So a lot of big things happening, and I've been trying to capitalize on that on that traffic, get people coming to uh, abstractsports.com, find out the information they want, and just providing value for people who want it. I want to do that more going forward, and uh, you know, sometimes the podcast isn't the best way to do that. Some people get their information that way, uh, but I'm just going to be beefing up the website for people to go to, find the quick and important information about their teams, and uh, hopefully build some domain authority around that and capitalize on that with some revenue. Not sure what that's going to be. Maybe some shirts, some merch. I don't I'm not I don't think it's going to be abstract sports merch necessarily but like city themed merch like you know say if you're a Golden State Warriors fan maybe I put together a shirt that's like GSW and it's all cool and stylized I think I can make that work or maybe I smash together the branding of two different teams in a really unique way uh unique enough that it's not copyright infringement like taking the Dallas Cowboys with the star and pairing that up with the Dallas Mavericks basketball and being like, boom, basketball, football, fusion. And then you buy the shirt because it's so damn cool. Uh, <laughs> so I'll have to find a way to do that. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you to everybody for watching and listening. Be sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, that follow button, whatever it is, wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, just let us know you're, you're loving it or, or not. I mean, heck, send me an email. Let me know what you what you think we could do to improve this thing. Uh, or if you're interested in getting involved, you want to write for the blog or you want to start your own podcast, have your own show, please let me know. I'll get you set up with all the things you need and I'll, I'll hold your hand all the way through the process because I guarantee it's really easy and uh, it, it can be really fun for you if that's something you want to do. Um, otherwise, if you want to support uh, Abstract Sports, other than a viewer, listener, or reader, uh, feel free to go to abstractsports.com support. You can make a kind donation and your donation goes to keeping our website online for years to come so that we can have a hub for all of our things to live, like the show, the articles, all of that. And uh, we don't have to worry about it because we have people helping. So um, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in to episode 47. Man, I cannot believe it's 47. We're approaching that half century mark. Look out, boys and girls. Um, but I appreciate you guys stopping through. Um, I, I think I will be here next week. I don't think there's anything going on. I know that this weekend I'm going to be, uh, going on a little bachelor weekend near the Boise area should be a good time. If I survive that, I will see you guys next Wednesday. So, uh, until then, hope you guys have a good rest of your week and have a good weekend and, uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.